Welcome to Best Laid Plans, Episode 2, Big Hat vs. Nightmare. Just a bit of forewarning, guys, uh, Nate has a bit of an audio issue. He's still understandable, there's just some clipping going on with uh, his solo parts. But the rest of it's pretty good, so enjoy. Hey there, scoundrel friends and other such. We are steam-powered scoundrels, although we are sans dug today, so we are currently just steam-powered, and we are coming to you as live as we usually are, going to play a game, and going to do one that Doug and Brian had done previously that they called Best Laid Plans, where essentially Nate and I are going to, before the game, go through kind of our decision-making process and things that we are concerned about or thinking about as we make those decisions and we're going to play on Vassal, and then in between every round, or every turn rather, we will be jumping back to the recording, and each of us will be giving our thoughts and concerns about what's happening in between each turn, and then we'll come back at the end and talk over how it all went down versus how we expected it. So, Nate, how about you tell them what our encounter pool is this evening, or morning, okay. or afternoon, or wherever they listen to podcasts? Yeah, times. All right, let's look at this thing. So we got a recover evidence on corner deployment. Alrighty, we've got a research mission. We've got vendetta, spread them out, catch and release, and claim jump. Fun, fun, fun. And for anybody wanting to kind of get the lay of the land at home, we are playing on the industrial site Vassal map. So we have a bunch of kind of broken earth, some barrels, a big hazardous lava pit in the middle, and a tall impassable bucket of molten rock, a few steam clouds, and a few various other taller bits of metal to climb on or walk over, and, you know, a spot or two of barbed wire, which should be all kinds of fun. That sounds like an average Tuesday night, which is funny because it's not Tuesday. So let's go ahead and declare our factions, our factions as the case may be. I mean, I'm playing by you, surprising what? no one. What? No way. I'm coming in with a, a surprise Neverborn pick because I'm a crazy um, person. Oh, spooky. Yeah. Oh, dear. Fun. Ah, uh, summoner battle, my favorite. Yeah, this won't, this won't take forever. <laughs> what are you doing in six years? <laughs> Just so you know, I'm going to give you a pre- preemptive I hate your skeeters. <laughs> I don't see why. They're, they're good boys. They are all good boys, but I also hate them. Alright, for everyone listening at home, my dreamer list is the dreamer with ancient pact, Chompy with inhuman reflexes, this is all post-errata, Widow Weaver, Bandersnatch, Serena, Capellius, and a Wicked Doll, also with ancient pact, leaving me with nine stones. And a lot for me to chew through. That's the hope. On the other side, I'm rolling in with Summerteeth Jones, a true classic. Um, I've given him uh, two gremlins in a ghillie suit. We've got his two skeeters, uh, his boy Lenny, Georgie and Olaf with inferiority complex. Uh, we got old Cranky, a good old boy, a banjanista, and a bayou grader for that lovely, lovely ruthless. Good call. I mean, seems like the play ended. Neverborn Dreamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, seven stones on top of all that for everybody else. Same Z's. Oh, you I, got was saying, I was saying for you, I've got nine. Yes. I cleverly distracted you with that conversational ruse about Ruthless being good. 
mm. before you could mention how many stones you had. True. Alrighty, playing Somer into Dreamer. This ought to be interesting. Um, I'm going with spread them out and claim jump. The main thought being claim jump on Lenny. Lenny's pretty tough. I can throw him in the middle. Um, there's some good hazardous terrain right there, like a pool of lava. I can have him throw models into um, if they get too close, and he's just in general a threat. And if I can try to force the ball into the middle and just keep the death ball rolling, that might work. And we'll just try to keep him up. Plan is summon in a uh, spit hog, hopefully first turn, or or a crier, and then go for a spit hog turn two. That way I've got healing available. Um, and besides that, we've got spread them out, which I figure once I get a couple, uh, get a crier or two out on the table, they're just going to make that easy pickings, especially with uh, body gremlins running around. I can just have them interact because criers let me ignore insignificant. So uh, the main trouble is going to be actually killing his models because he brought some, some tough stuff, but I think... Um, with the three ruthless models that I have, I'm not expecting the gator to last super long, but we can probably make some damage go through and hopefully get some of these some of these problem models out of my way. Okay, Neverborn side of things. I am taking spread them out and claim jump. Idea being between Capellius and the Bandersnatch and the Widow Weaver jumping between, the latter two anyway, jumping between their webs, spread them out shouldn't be a problem, because they can do that without having to walk to leave engagement or anything. Capellius is agile and real fast, so all that shouldn't be a problem. And then Claim Jump, I took on Serena, because she's gonna be there, and she's gonna not move very far one hopes, or not have a problem holding out an area. And then if anybody gets too close, idea being Dreamer summons in an Insidious Madness, which can force everybody within, I think, three of them to push three inches away uh, with no... Yeah, everybody within pulse three or push three away with no resist. So that'll require a little work on my part to get that out, but shouldn't be overall a problem, even with... Lenny giving folks a plus one to their stats around him by you have some fairly low willpower and the gator doesn't benefit from that. I just have to get within six inches of him to not deal with stealth as his four willpower is going to make it easy to summon off of him. I'm a little bit concerned about him having Ruthless, but ultimately he's five wounds and I should be able to remove stuff before he becomes a real problem. Georgie and Olaf with inferiority complex may be more of an issue, but we'll see. I'll just do what I can to minimize that. Hopefully get in their face and give them enough summon stuff to chew through before they actually start hitting at important targets. Okay, so I've got my models deployed. Um, Roman has put me basically up in the top right corner, and I am behind a fairly large building, which has blocked off most of my deployment zone, uh, which is okay. Um, it's also height three and climbable, so I've got I basically got Lenny stood on top of it, so he can see everybody and give them his gen Kremlin generally goodness. 
of that plus to uh, duels outside their activations. So that's actually pretty nice. Um, I am a little bottlenecked, but I've got my Benjamista, which should help me kind of unpack and start moving forward as a crew. Um, the Gator's on the other side of the building. Um, he's just kind of kind of do his own thing and probably end up dying, but hopefully he can do some damage on his way down. And maybe strike at a flank. Looks like he's got Bandersnatch and Widow Weaver going to be heading up his way. So he can maybe intercept at least one of them. And if not kill one of them, put the hurt on him. Uh, I've got my Skeeters kind of held back because they have flight and don't want them to get in the way. So they can just fly over everybody once I've got everybody moved out and ready to go. So uh, he put the intel on the Gator, Lenny, Old Cranky. Georgian Olaf and Banjanista. So, kind of about what I expected. I didn't know if he would put it on Lenny or the good old boy, realistically, but he he calls out that, yeah, Lenny is definitely going to be his priority target, so I'm going to have to be careful. Um, but hopefully I can use Lenny to do some good damage and keep him off my back, and I can get them, get them spit hogs in sooner rather than later, to keep everybody alive. Besides that, we're just going to summon stuff and start moving forward. That's just the general plan. And uh, maybe get a get a model or two going towards the side so I can do that spread them out, which I'll still need a cryer for because I don't have good significant models that can get out there. But this will be, I imagine, quite the bloodbath. Okay, so, on the Neverborn side of things, we have the Bandersnatch and Widow Weaver web-jumping dream team over on the left of my corner deployment, partially behind some barrels. Capellius over on the far right, ready to run up that flank, and maybe have the Wicked Doll follow him, or possibly follow Chompy, who is right next to him, more towards the middle, and then Dreamer and Serena right to the left of these pipes that are kind of cutting through the middle of my deployment here. Uh, Nate put evidence on the Bandersnatch, Widow Weaver, Chompy, the Wicked Doll, and Capellius. For some reason, I can't imagine why he didn't want to put it on Serena. Couldn't be that she's nigh impossible to kill or anything like that. And as attacker, I chose this corner not only because it has a pretty open layout for me and a little bit of concealing uh, if he happens to do a rush on the center to do some shooting, but it also puts a big ol' hunk of terrain in the front edge of his deployment. He can get a couple models up there, and he has Lenny and Old Cranky up there along with a Skeeter, but it's not going to hold most of his forces. So that's kind of caused him to mostly bunch up to the right of that, towards the right flank, and leave the Gator all alone off to the left. I imagine that's going to turn into... Somer summoning something off that direction, because I don't expect him to expect the gator and probably a skeeter to hold that whole flank. But more importantly, it has the big ol' lava pit between him and the center, so that does that makes claim jump, if he took it, harder for him and easier for Serena, and once I get the Insidious Madness summoned, uh, for those two to hold it while... Dreamer and Chompy cause chaos, and the rest of the team actually does work. That's the hope, and we'll see how it goes. I do know that picking apart his bubble is going to be pretty annoying 
what with Lenny, I totally forgot that his aura that gives plus one willpower is bigger than I thought it was. It's an eight inch aura off of a height three 50 millimeter, 40 or 50 millimeter. I think it's 40 uh, based gremlin. Uh, but either way, big aura of plus one willpower and defense, but it's really the willpower I care about, which at this point is covering pretty much all of his crew. And that's going to be tricky to pick apart. I'm hoping turn one, I'll, I'll just kind of spread out and we will go from there leading into turn two if everything goes well. The question, as always, is does Serena try to get claim jump right away and then just hold it and say, come at me? So he maybe makes some some mistakes trying to do it. Or does she just kind of hang around to look like she's denying it just in case and cause some havoc in the meantime? I don't know. I'm probably going to make that decision after uh, turn one to see how his crew comes forward and in what manner. But we'll see how it goes. Alright, so end of turn one. Pretty calm, all things considered. Uh, Mostly just us moving up our respective bubbles at each other toward the front lines. Uh, My Banjanista got a lot of good extra move everybody and kind of decompress the bubble. Um, the gator's gone off on his own, probably on a suicide mission. Looks like Widow Weaver is going to be encroaching in on him, but that, I guess, keeps her out of the fight, and he'll probably get the evidence off of him, and we'll live with that. Um, but who knows? Maybe I can get a good execute or something and really drain some resources from him. Old Cranky got some, oh, got no bay off. I mean, I believe to get him Somer summoned me a gremlin crier, uh, so we've got my obey piece now, which is nice. I can probably send him towards the right flank, um, where he's kind of weaker. Weaver, um, further away from Chompy, because Chompy's got the trail of gold deed scheme marker, so we want to avoid him at all costs to try to get my spread them out. Uh, besides that, uh, we basically did a lot of focusing. Everyone kind of moved up, focused. We got models with swagger, so I've got Georgie and Olaf, good old boy. They've each got Georgie's got two, little boy's got three, so we're stacked up on a bunch of focus. We use Georgie's pulse for Gremlin Town to give every minion's focus, and he had shielded from the Banjanista, so he's only taking a damage. Um, other than that, Lenny's in position to hopefully the score plane jump. I feel like he's probably going to try to do plane jump with Serena, which means I need to be a little cautious and play my time right. But if I can fully snag initiative, make him go first and delay and make sure I get last activation with Lenny, um, as long as he doesn't dive too deep in and I can throw some chaff in the way, I can charge Lenny in and then use toss on Serena and get her out of the way. Hopefully that will be enough to clear the center. I kind of figure Chompy might be going out the flank. I don't know that he'll go straight across. I'm wondering if he's not going to try to go for assassinate on Soma. I could definitely see that. Um, but we'll just, uh, you know, play it as it goes. Uh, pretty well set up for turn two. There was a bit of a dirty move on my part on accident. Roman forgot about my, about Soma's bigger hat than you, um, and had spent all his past tokens that he had from starting the game with last models and then the one I gave him summoning, and ended up having to discard his hand. So, and there were a handful of good cards, so that that is going to help, and I feel a little bad about not warning him about that, but that was 
we both forgot that one. Um, it's been a while since I've played Sommer, so hopefully that will give me some steam to get through the, the dreamer nastiness coming my way. And, uh, you know, what's a dirty play amongst friends? <laughs> Neverborn side of turn one, overall not a hugely uh, amazing turn, being corner deployment, a lot of movement shenanigans, mostly the spiders uh, doing their web jump dance, trying to get set up for next turn, uh, being able to start summoning off the gator. Hopefully, since he's over there all by his lonesome, other than potentially this one Skeeter that might come over there at the moment. But if it comes over there, it's got an even lower willpower, and that's fine by me. Beyond that, he did some summoning. I did some summoning for a Stitched in a Daydream, and uh, moved around a lot. But it was kind of vying for who went last. Me, just to see if I could get a quick willpower off on him somewhere and get a, a summon up into him, but he'd stay back far enough. And that led me to... I don't think it's going to cost me the game, but it did not feel good. Read your opponent's cards, kids. Totally forgot that Somer makes you either discard all your past tokens or your hand, minimum one. Even after he summoned and gave me another pass token in addition to the two I had at the beginning of the turn, and I used it when I didn't really need to, since... He didn't move up far enough anyway, and that made me discard my almost full hand, which was which included an 11, a 12, and the Red Joker, which next turn was going to turn into me summoning two Alps, which would be a, a very rare thing to do in a turn, and very cool, but that was my own stupid fault. So, read your opponent's cards, kids. Uh, he's kind of angling to be able to move Lenny probably into the middle here, so might have claim jump there. I don't think Lenny's going to be able to take out Serena if I get up there, but that'll that'll again be a fight to see who gets there latest, because I can just hang out there, but I know Lenny has toss, and that is a pain. So ultimately, I'm going to need more than one model late in the turn uh, near the middle. I'll probably have to put Chompy there, since he's big enough that Lenny can't toss him easily. Overall, I'm probably going to want Lenny dead by the end of the game anyway, so I'm, I'm fine with that, but... We may might want Chompy elsewhere, too. So, might do that, but other otherwise there's not a ton of clarity on what else he might have. So maybe Vendetta, just waiting to get close enough, would be my other thought. I'm probably really showing that I have spread them out just by my hiring of the spiders and Capellius. I think at this point that's more of a, a question of can he stop me? If he really wants to, he can, but it'll depend on what he wants to stop where. I'm also going to have to remember, eh, the, the one web I made is on my side of the table, so it would make research mission easier for him, but the only thing over there, even close to it, is the gator, and the spiders are going to be on him before he can get over there, and hopefully have him summoned off of and dead this turn, uh, which will leave me kind of that whole flank to play on, and I'll be able to get spread them out pretty easily, I think. So we'll see. Alrighty, end of turn two. Score is currently one to one. Uh, Roman has scored to recover evidence he killed the gator. Ultimately not surprised by that. Pretty much saw that coming. However, uh, the, the gator, amongst a few other models, were to set up my spread them out. So I've got my point on that. 
Um, and we'll see if I can push through to get the second point for end of game, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, so Gator's dead. That top flank is pretty much given over to the spiders. Um, there are literally four web markers, a Bandersnatch, a Whip Weaver, just making a horrible, nasty web up there. So right flank is done. We'll, uh, we'll let them come in if they want to. Um, as far as the rest of the crew, everyone just kind of slowly shuffled the center. He's managed to choke up my claim jump uh, by throwing Chompy in, which I kind of expected him to do. I'm expecting, again, claim jump on Serena. Um, I went ahead and summoned a spit hog in front of Lenny, lock him off, which helped a little bit. But he was able to force through willpower, so he's madness, making things slightly difficult because Lenny had two focus, and now he doesn't have that focus and has distract instead because insidious madnesses are fair and good models. Um, besides that, Somer took a pretty big risk and it drained most of my hand. Um, but I took a, took a heavy shot at Chompy because he was fairly, fairly exposed. And I did hit severe damage, but Chompy managed to stone off all Joker. But that was after GNO. Georgie and Olaf had done a bit of damage to him as well. So there was a chance there to get rid of Chompy. Didn't quite work out, but I was able to blast and do some damage to and take the stitch, not stitch together, the Wicked Doll off before it could activate, which helped me get that activation control to score my uh, spread them out. Basically, for the spread them out, I used a good boy, ran up to the center line, dropped just past, and a Skeeter made with a prior, since I knew there was no other real threat, I was able to get that marker down. So that's turn two. Uh, on to turn three. Try to keep holding on and use Lenny and Gino to get some damage through maybe on Chompy. Hopefully maybe put him down before he can really hurt me, especially since Lenny is so he can start really laying out some hurt and then he can heal up with the Spithog here. Neverborn side of second turn. Definitely had some hurting on Chompy from Somer unleashing a, uh, a rather large blast onto him, uh, as well as somebody else hit him. Georgie Olaf, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, and he was down to uh, only three wounds at one point. But it ended up being that having to discard the Black Joker from my hand, or excuse me, Red Joker from my hand last turn was not the worst thing as it came up on his Soulstone flip to reduce damage on that hit. So he survived long enough for Serena to heal him and then to regen on his turn. Uh, so he's back up to seven, is sitting in the middle uh, of the scrum with Serena backing him up and Dreamer also fairly nearby. And an Insidious Madness in the middle, uh, and between the Madness and Chompy, they put a good amount of hurting onto Lenny, who then healed up off of a Spithog. I'm going to focus on bringing Lenny down this turn if I can at all, just because I know he hits extra hard whenever he's below half, and that's not great. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to, to make that happen pretty quick here, depending on how initiative happens, because that Spithog right next to him is not helpful. Uh, the spiders did what they were supposed to and killed the gator. I should be able, yeah, I'll be able to get 
spread them out this next turn, and hopefully summon a stitch together off of the dead stitch together that got thrown into the lava in the middle by Lenny last turn uh, with the Widow Weaver, depending on cards, and might be able to take out the Skeeter near Capellius as well, depending on how that goes, just because I was reminded that the Gremlin Criers can actually obey them uh, even as insignificant models to interact, which is pretty nifty, but I did not expect to see spread them out from this crew necessarily, but Nate pulled it off nicely, and now I know to try and cluster him in the bubble with as much as I don't want to do that, but that's another reason to take out Lenny uh, going forward. So hopefully doing that, and I think I may... We'll see. If if I can remove the spit hog, I have Serena in a place where she is ready to score for claim jump, but I think taking out Lenny is going to be the more important part of that at the moment. Alrighty, end of turn three. That was um, basically a lot of us swinging, not getting a ton accomplished. Roman threw out a couple summons. He had an Alpine Sidious Madness popped in near Lenny. He basically spent the whole turn trying to f- down Lenny with everything he had. And I just kept pouring heels, stone, good flips into Lenny. So Lenny's still alive and back up to nine wounds. So we're doing okay on that. Front. Um, one of my spit hogs is down, but it was replaced by a rather aggressive uh, Bayou Gremlin who finished off. Uh, and we're really just kind of brawling for the center. Um, I brought back in another spit hog uh, to add to the healing machine and also summoned a body ground. I had a 12 of masks, which got me those two models, which was nice. So we're really just playing this grindy attrition game. Um, looks like he is also going to uh, spread them out. Um, he used his banner snatch and is in Capellius. Uh, banner snatch by traveling through and Capellius by being fast as hell and being on flank to play scheme markers. And he brought Widow Weaver in kind of behind near my Clemens to try to get down. And a really lucky uh, with old Cranky got no payoff, which I used to make her pick the scheme marker right back up. So he's still fighting to try to get his spread mount points. Uh, I was gonna run a good old boy back behind the meant to try to get the evidence still back there from his Wicked Doll, uh, but I went for the opportunity to try to put more damage on to Chompy, because he's down to two wounds and take him out. I would sure like to. Plus, he's got evidence, so something out, and it's theoretically him, because the spiders are jumping webs and, you know, just generally not playing the game with me, so which is fair. Understandable. They can stay over there. So, on to turn four. Neverborn turn three. That was a meat grinder, and not all of it was gremlin meat. There was a good amount of otherworldly nightmare creature meat. Spent most of the turn trying to take out Lenny, who, despite starting the turn at five wounds, taking Chompy Serena a an alp that was summoned in uh, to the and partially dreamer to the face with the help of two spit hogs is back up to nine wounds that's frustrating but i'm pretty sure that means that he is taking claim jump on lenny and uh, 
I would I would bet money on that at this point. Uh, also a little frustrating, but impressive as hell to see. Uh, I was actually denied the uh, third scheme marker for uh, spread them out because old cranky obeyed Widow Weaver to pick up the scheme that she dropped under herself. Uh, it was just a perfect flip for him, and I had nothing to do or nothing I could do to uh, flip higher. And well done on that one; it was very clever. That said, I should have no trouble getting that to happen one way or another this turn uh, between her, the Bandersnatch, and Capellius. Like I'm gonna get another one out, no problem. And then should be able to get another set of three out by the end of next turn. No issue there. He hasn't been going after Serena. Hasn't even looked at her sideways. So I imagine I'll be able to get the second point of claim jump off there unless something goes very, very wrong. Uh, my concern right now is Chompy. He's a little worse for wear. Uh, and I'm hoping with the three pass tokens I have left after last turn and dropping a bad card for Somers purposes that I'll be able to get uh, initiative off this one and get him healed up right away and to do some big, painful things. Cool thing is I also got to resurrect the Stitch Together that died previously with the Widow Weaver. Uh, so that, uh, I'm, I'm overall, we're pretty well even. He has a couple more models than me, mostly because of Bayou Gremlins. Uh, but that's working all right, because that means I'm just keep trying to make sure I keep at least a pass token to feed Somer at the end of every turn. Double summoner games. What can I say? They take a while, and there's a lot of grinding. But we're getting there. All right. Bottom of turn four. Big turn. Big turn. Um, we were able to get Chompy down. Took, uh, took a bit of effort. I managed to sneak a win on initiative had money swing on him got him down to like one two wounds whatever it was i think one yeah it was one wound he got to sit in grab an activation with serena but she black jokered her painkillers which let me activate somer and just detonate a newly summoned bayou gremlin which chain of events that's dead chompy that's a slightly damaged serena and that is a slightly damaged dreamer as well so he's sitting fairly low on wounds he's probably my next Big target. Um, other than that, uh, we had a bit of a, a bit of a struggle between Widow Weaver, and the Stitch Together that she summoned off of the former Stitch Together. Cranky's dead now, uh, but he was a tenacious bat. The end, sticking at that hard to kill and just dying of poison at the end after smacking the Stitch Together down. He's a one wound and has a burning. He's still alive for this turn, but. We'll try to turn that around as soon as possible. Uh, so we're looking in okay. Sure, I can keep Lenny standing. Um, and that's going to take this everything from the spit hog and probably going to try tossing Dreamer as far away as possible because otherwise he's going to cause problems, as Dreamers want to do. Either that or I will just try to pummel him into the ground since he's only at four wounds. He's got no stones. As long as I can hit a couple times with one, that shouldn't be a problem. And that's my thoughts. Um, spread them out. He's probably not going to get a second. Um, he might be able to get his second on that one. So I'll have to watch that. Um, just the sheer ability of his models to be wherever they need to be. He'll probably get this other marker. Unless I can kill the, unless I kill the stitch together. It's going to be weird. It's just going to be... 
a rough startup because there's a lot of things I need to do. If I don't do them, then he gets the win. But if I can, like, park G&O on top of that, that evidence, uh, that, that old cranky dropped, that would be good. And if I can get Dreamer, Dreamer, Serena out of the way, but we will see. We shall see. Bottom of turn four from the Neverborn side of things. That was rough. Chompy did not do well uh, against Lenny. Uh, the very key initiative flip this turn that uh, Nate and I both cheated on, and he got a little bit higher on the uh, resulting reflip because he cheated to the uh, the tie, and that led to Lenny pummeling Chompy down to one wound, and then Serena black jokered the healing flip, which not the greatest time for that to show up, but I have been getting lucky with either it showing up on an attack I didn't care about, or uh, a couple times now it's shown up for Dreamer, who with Ancient Pact has not cared, and that's the perfect place for it to be. Uh, so it had to come up probably once in a key place for me, and not the greatest spot, but I don't need Chompy to, to win. I need Serena to survive with over half wounds. She's currently taken a wound. Uh, I did get another evidence dropped when Old, old Cranky died uh, from... Widow Weaver's stitched together uh, and is poison at the end of the turn. Widow Weaver uh, is actually able to, when she goes, place into base contact with the web she's currently touching, but in a way that will touch that evidence and pick it up, and then also be able to drop another scheme to double-check me on getting everything down I need for the second point of spread them out. Uh, I think I'd, having an extra one will be good, because the Gremlin Crier's sitting right there, and he'll probably be able to, with all his heightened stats from his big hat groups giving him bonuses, probably be able to pull that through, or push that through if he needs to. But I still have one scheme left over from previous stuff. The Bandersnatch uh, is able to put one down right where he is, and no worries, or even jump further away, and Capellius can still drop one and be somewhat useful. The trick here is going to be what order of activations, because Dreamer's actually been taking a little bit of heat here and there throughout the game, and is down to four wounds. Uh, I think, honestly, this turn I'm not going to worry about summoning. I just want to, if I can, try and put as much pressure on Lenny, even if I don't bring him down under half, which is, he's right at half right now. There's Spithog right behind him, so if I can't kill him, he's going to come up above that. But even if I don't kill him, I figure pressuring him is going to put a lot of stuff, pressure on his hand, maybe keep him from doing other stuff. If I lose Dreamer, I'm not worried about it. I'm not losing anything for it. Really, the biggest thing I would want to do is make sure that Capellius and the Widow Weaver, since they are nearest to the enemy models, that they do not drop any evidence. Uh, there is one evidence next to Dreamer... That might actually be... Oh, I can't get over there anyway. Eh, I could jump out of engagement, or disengage, hopefully. Though that is less likely to happen, so I'm probably giving up one point there. Um, I don't think he'll get his second spread them out. I'm highly amused that we took the same schemes. And Lenny is... It, that's kind of the one point that I can hopefully affect and keep him from getting with a little luck. We'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, so let's see how this initiative flip goes. We'll be back shortly. So, end of turn five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was... How would you characterize that turn, Nate? Um, fucky? That's In a, a word? That's a good term. That, that's a good term if you had to limit it to one. Yep. A lot of, uh, a lot of math, a lot of thinking about, you know, where you can eke out that last point, and it tends to be, uh, the style. Yep. Especially, especially the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to not keep everyone in suspense, uh, we both scored for the strat, and I got the second point for spread them out, and Nate scored for claim jump on money. Yep, money on claim jump. The classic. Yep. And, uh... Not for lack of trying. <laughs> yeah, and, and all this work together brought us to a mighty 4-4 tie. Mm-hmm. Oof. Which should tell you just how grindy this whole game was. It was fun, but grindy. Yeah, Dreamer versus Summer is a battle I've been waiting to have. Like, I knew it's been coming. And oh boy. Yeah. That is that is some grindhouse. Like, that is attrition, 100%. <laughs> For sure. Like, I've, I've played Rezzer crews that have less attrition than this. Mm-hmm. With as much as, especially during the beta for 3E, the Big Hat crew kind of getting a lot of meh responses, it's very clearly one of those that you just needed to figure out the, the right way to run it. Because yeah. this whole game, like, I, I was looking at your core stats going, oh, I can, I can force X, Y, and Z through. And I could force through maybe, maybe two things a turn. I have to subconsciously congratulate myself and go, you picked the right schemes that had almost nothing to do with your opponent, effectively, other than trying to get Lenny the hell away from the middle to deny you, which didn't work. We also played the same schemes, so... Yeah, no, that that was highly amusing. Well, I mean, that really does come down to, like, the similarities in these crews. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the 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 play style is yeah we're we're gonna take our really tanky pinch monsters or not monsters but you know I mean mine's a monster yours is lady is just super good at taking drugs yeah slam that down and try to take the middle which basically denied us both the first point because we're both trying to just shove at each other's wall yeah and then the other one is the oh, I can send some models on schemers. Which I just had to keep flooding stuff, and you had, you know, the clever maneuverability of the spiders, so, and Capellius. Yeah. I think if I had, had changed one thing, uh, instead of taking Claim Jump, I would have bluffed it real hard. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. instead taken a Research Mission. Yeah, I would have, I would have 100% believed you were going for Claim Jump almost no matter what, just because Serena's there and she's always going to be there. Yeah. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to kill her unless some really weird opportunity comes up where no cards left and I've got a bunch of good stuff, but there's just so much other stuff in front of her. You just don't have that opportunity. Like I would, I would absolutely not even think about you taking research mission. So I, yeah. I think that and a good play just because you were doubled up on the spiders and Capellius. Yeah. Well, the, the issue with research mission in this crew is I can drop the webs and I can drop scheme markers I don't have a way to drop a third marker type. So that become that that third marker is entirely dependent on where your stuff is and is it something I can kill. So in mm-hmm. this case, I could have just dropped a 
scheme marker near where the, the gator died and just hold up there on turn four with one of the yeah. spiders and been fine. And then for after that, it would have been essentially one stays with the corpse marker. Another one jumps to a different web and then Capellius drops a scheme and yeah. that would have gotten the two points there. But going into the game, like at the point where I'm picking schemes, I, I didn't know you were essentially going to send just the gator and the skeeter off to that flank. Yeah. So that was what kept me from going, from taking the chance on it. Yeah. I knew there was going to be a weak flank and that basically just sent the gator to basically speed bump you. Yeah. Which I, I think he basically did. Yeah. No, he he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Or me a point and done. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And that, that worked out great. I didn't have a way to stop you on uh, your first point of spread them out. Also, I... I knew this was a way to play it. I just hadn't seen it done this way before like you did of just get them up on the center line as long as they're just a little bit over your scoring. Um, yeah. Everyone I've seen do it has always tried to get over the center line a good bit. And maybe that's because I've seen it played on standard mostly. So the Yeah, that uh, would probably not work even remotely as well in standard as it would in corners like we had. Because again, you got a long center line. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in either corners or flank, that definitely opens that scheme up a little bit more. Yeah. Which is cool to see. What do you think I could have done better in this game? Um, I think an early, getting an Insidious Madison to start mitigating a lot of those focuses that I was dropping probably would have helped a lot. Mm. I, I Honestly, like a first turn Insidious Madness, instead of a Daydream buried the whole game, you probably just sit, have an Insidious Madness buried the whole game. And just as a focus clearing device, because there's so many ways I have to build it. Hmm. Or at least get me to the point where I'm like, okay, putting focus on things isn't going to help. And then you can pop them out. Because, okay. yeah, that, that's where a lot of, a, part of the strength of this, of the, the Big Hat crew is, you know, the action efficiency of I've got Obeys, I've got G&O to drop a focus bomb, got Old Cranky to just pitch bad cards for more focus. It, it's one of the, the, the focus heavy crews and and Insidious Madness is a great, I think, first turn would have been a good pick for that. And then, like, turn two, throwing your stitched. That's when it's going to start to be more useful anyways. Yeah. I tend to, if I have a 12, I go for a uh, Daydream and an Alp, because they just work really well together for a 12. Yeah, you're in, in this case, you're entirely right. I usually don't think of, of Insidious Madnesses as I, I'm still thinking of them as an M2E, like really good scheme runner, and they still are really good scheme runners, but I, I don't think of them as being as tanky or helpful to the crew as they are. But that, that stat six versus willpower melee attack is mm-hmm. really good for this crew. I mean, uh, they, they do they do so much, and just the, the value of one before the engagement begins, just because most crews have some kind of focus buildup, mm-hmm. is really strong. And I... I see that as a really good first turn in general. Cool. Yeah, I, I need to get past my liking having a stitched as a crutch in case I lucid dream out a high card because mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the stitch is always going to come later. Yeah. Especially in this where you've got Widow and Kramer. Yeah, build, building the, the second stitch out of the, the burned corpse of the first one was funny. Oh, good. <laughs> it was like, oh, God, he's back. <laughs> no. And this time it's personal. <laughs> like Terminator rising out of a lava. Yeah, but with uh, Oogie Boogie's singing voice. Yeah, which is weird. 
Because, yeah, yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't think the burlap really has any chance of surviving lava, but hey, what do I know? It, it's magic or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you continue to impress me running this crew for the big hats. I don't, Is it, it's I don't run it nearly enough, and I really love it. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's your it's your OG crew. I'm glad to see you're enjoying it. I know, it, again, like, we looked at it over over the beta, and you were like, it works. It's not super impressive, but it works, and I'm, I'm really glad to see you enjoying it. Yeah. Um, you had some really tricksy, good plays this game using the the crier, though that was a, a really lucky flip using him to have Widow Weaver pick up the scheme marker oh. she just dropped was really, really key. Oh, so dope. That was good and having the, the dual spit hogs not only come out to where Chompy couldn't charge through people yeah. uh, and also just keep healing Lenny up. That was I I put way too much actions way too many actions into killing Lenny that did not in I any mean, way work. If you had succeeded, that's a two point playing. Yeah. Were you were you figuring I had claim jump on? I yeah, looking at what you had, I'm like, alright. Yeah. And I, I was kind of thinking it anyway, because I just remembered he was a pain to remove in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if you can, he's such a linchpin, the rest of the crew really suffers from it. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta focus on him. But at the same time, you clearly knew you were putting effort into him beyond just the crew will suffer without him. You were putting, I'm getting points from him effort into it. Yeah. So yeah, it, the, the, it, it was always going to be worth my time to keep like, which is why I was mad at myself for forgetting that, that uh, shielded that one turn. Yeah. I was yeah. legitimately upset. Like, Oh God, what am I doing? I need, I need him. He is, he is at least one point. <laughs> yeah. If not potentially two, if I could just get a turn where I can like toss everybody out of this. Mess. <laughs> nope. I don't think Dreamer's going to beat stat six against size. Turns out not so much. <laughs> and here, child, yeet. Yeet the child. Question. When you explode by you gremlins, do they leave corpses? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not like Demise Explosive. It's just uh, they do a a, da- a two two damage pulse in two inches, and then kill the target, which is the bite room. Mm. So in that yeah, case, they- that's that's one thing that I would have recommended. One thing you could have improved on is instead of spread them out for this. I don't want to say research. bubble crew, but it's more bubble than not. Um, yeah, but yeah, research mission for these guys would have been been super clutch. Uh, you would have wanted to make sure you're taking out one of my my, my opening puppet or waiting for me to leave a web marker on my side of the table, which I did. Yeah. Um, and always just, going to go. Yeah. And that would have been some solid points for you. Funnily enough, uh, the one trick with the, the me leaving the web marker on my side is if I don't need one of the spiders to do anything else, they can last turn just jump over to that one, so long as they're within 12, and break it. Yeah. That's the one weakness there. But I between... Me dropping some scrap and you dropping corpses and schemes, you would have had research mission, I think, the second point much easier than the spread them out second point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I basically went into that knowing I could get at least the first point and if I can get the second point. Basically, the second point was going to come down to really push through, which didn't happen because, one, you put me in an awful deployment zone, and two... <laughs> Just the resulting grind fest of basically being funneled past a lava pool and some barrel, all the goodness that came with that. 
Yeah, yeah, I was definitely going, well, I could go in the other corner, but then you have stuff behind to hide behind and don't have this massive pool of hazardous one burning one to run through. Yeah. And yet I was the one taking all the damage from you throwing me into it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yep. It was good, though. Yeah, good game. I look forward to the next one. Uh, and to everyone listening, uh, if you can avoid a summoner on summoner fight, I recommend it. If you can't, bring libations and share with your opponent. Yep. Be ready to just, you know, look down your watch ten hours later, you're still like, oh, it's three. Neat. <laughs> yep. Pretty uh. much. And, and if you, for tournament thoughts, if you run into a summoner on summoner, I hope you know I'm real good, because you're going to have to move. Yeah, absolutely. Two hours, you better be cooking. Yeah. You better be playing them at the speed of, of an M2E, I only play Hamlin player, yeah. running through the rat engine. Yeah, like, this This was by no means, you know, like a tournament speed game, but... Oh, hell no. This was, this was us being like, oh god, what do I do? <laughs> Analysis paralysis! There's definitely a little bit of that, plus just general chit-chat, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Look forward to more. I agree. I'm glad we got this set up and figured out our audio issue from last time, so you guys, uh, listeners out there, can look forward to more of these, either with Nate and I, or Doug and I, or Doug and Nate, and we might rope Jake or Eli or some other people we know into these. Turns yeah. out that we're all uh, we're all on lockdown during pandemic, trying to stay safe, but still want to play. And Vassal is useful. We're here to entertain you, and sometimes each other. Often. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. We should we should probably have a tagline for these. Hmm. I don't know. Flip well, eat bacon. Flip well, eat bacon. I like that. Yeah. Flip well, eat bacon. Everybody. <laughs> have a good night. Good night, everybody. Songs used in this production are Onion Capers and Marty Gots a Plan. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and licensed under Creative Commons.